I want to talk more about the very beginning because it's always easy to, you know, right now, like, oh, look at her. She's so successful. But I'm sure it was not always like that. And let me tell you, it was very, very hard. Nobody really sees like your struggle. They see like, oh, you know, what you put on Instagram and the mm -hmm. nice photos, but they don't see, you know, the process. I do believe that if you do want to be successful at something you're so passionate about, that is all you think about. My friends are like, oh, let's go party. Let's go this. I was like, oh, no, I want to paint. And it was mm -hmm. just literally a free painting that was going into a restaurant. I got knocked out so many times. At first, it was very difficult knocking on these doors and getting rejected because I would get rejected. Not mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to love your art. People would tell me like, oh, you know, that that's okay. Like, there's so many artists. You're going to be broke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it didn't really turn out that way. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. It is me, your host, Coco, aka Cornelia Slinsky, and I'm so grateful that you're spending your time with me because I know how valuable your time is, and I'm not taking it for granted. And whenever I'm bringing on guests to my show, I want to make sure they can provide value and just share their journey, and hopefully they're going to inspire you to follow your own dreams the way they followed theirs. So in today's episode, I had the pleasure of talking to Laura Chirino. Laura is actually a friend of mine here in Miami, and she is a super talented artist. And I wanted to bring her on so she can share her journey of literally turning her passion into a business. Because I know a lot of us are passionate about something and we are maybe creatives, but sometimes creative people don't know how to turn that passion into a business. So I wanted to have her on so she can kind of guide you through her journey and share her tips and tricks when it comes to being an artist and getting your name out there. She is such a sweetheart. I love her energy. I love her drive. I love her ambition. And she's such a good friend and supporter. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy this episode and please make sure to leave a five-star rating and review if you enjoy the show, share it with a friend you know, you know the drill. Okay, before we get into the episode, you guys know that I love to read your reviews. Today, we're going to read, let's see, let's see. Hmm. I'm going to read a short and sweet review from Adele773. Great podcast, inspiring, positive, motivating, and fun. That's all I want to do for you guys. I want to inspire you. I want to leave a positive note in your life. And I want to motivate you to follow your dreams. And obviously a little fun because we got to have some fun in life. You know, you can't take life too seriously. What my goal is with this episode is to motivate you to follow that passion, follow that dream and turn it into your reality. Okay. Without further ado, let's hear from Laura. Laura Chirino, Laura welcome Chirino. To <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Welcome to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. Oh, what an honor to be here. Let's just start with the basics, where you're from, where you grew up. Well, thank you for having me. I know that we've been wanting to do this for quite some time, but we've both been very busy, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about myself. I was actually born in Cuba. I came mm -hmm. when I was three. Um, I've always been into art, but it's not something that I wanted to like pursue. Because, you know, they always say like, oh, artists, you're starving being artist and I kind of wanted to go like against that I wanted to change it around I'm like no I'm not gonna be a starving artist so mm -hmm. I was born in Cuba but I came when I was three and then I just I lived in Miami my whole entire life I went to Pace High School which mm -hmm. is like a private school and then from there I went to FIU not a lot of people know this mm -hmm. I was actually a second grade teacher for like a whole year 
Oh, wow. And I realized, yeah, yeah. So see, I got my I'm degree. just going to learn so much about you <laughs> yeah, this conversation. I, I know, so I'm going to dig through everything. And we're friends. So it's like, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> um, so my mom, you know, like Cuban parents and Latin parents are like, I need a degree, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, here's your degree. I don't want to be a teacher. Um, it's not for me. I respect it. I think it's, you know, it's, it's an amazing job, um, but it's not for me. You know, it would give me anxiety. So I would mm-hmm. go home and pay. And then that's when I kind of like, started realizing like okay I don't want to be a teacher like I want to be an, a very successful known artist little by little I like just started painting and long story short it's a, it's, it's, it's a long story I did an art festival and I sold like all my pieces I had no tents like everybody looked extremely professional I had no tents my like it was just like a little stick with a canvas and I'm like all right fake it till you make it so <laughs> you know people started coming up to me and they're like how long have you been painting for? I'm like, oh, you know, like six years. Mind you, my tents are like, everything's like falling apart. Um, <laughs> and I just, I like the canvas. But I'm like, you know, the mindset, still powerful. I'm like, I'm going to sell all my paintings this festival. Mm-hmm. And I did. Mm-hmm. I sold like my first art piece for like $400. And I was so excited. I remember calling mm-hmm. my mom and I'm like, mom, I just sold my painting. She's like, yeah. Like at work, she's like, yeah, she sold another one. Selling all the girls in like the salon. Like she sold another one. Another so, one, um, another one. Another one, another one. <laughs> and it was just like very like motivating. And I would see how the other artists would sell. And I sold all my paintings. I made like $3,000 that weekend. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my God, imagine if I start doing this like constantly right I started painting little by little looking for events and just getting my name out there giving out paintings for free mm-hmm. I got rejected so many times so many people were like oh no thank you we're good mm-hmm. and it's funny because now like those people are like oh my god can can I have a piece like I want one of your paintings that's, that's how it always happens and when you say you wanted to be an artist how did you realize that as I mean, we all know, people are always saying, oh, struggling artists. And also when I started with my makeup artistry and I told my parents, I want to do this full time, they were like, why don't you just get a real job and do this on the side? And it was this idea for the longest time that you just have to work in an office for somebody else in order to succeed. So how did you, so you started painting, you were painting at home just for yourself or you were like, was that like your thing? Were right. you known for painting? Were you known as like the artist girl or how, how did that work when you were growing up? And my dad used to be an art teacher in Cuba. So I guess it mm-hmm. kind of like runs in the family mm-hmm. and I would just do that as a hobby. And once I got out of um, teaching, I would go home and it would like relax me. I'll get into like my little art studio. My mom wanted to kill me when I was little because I painted the whole entire walls. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. That's where it that's, all started. That's, that's how it starts. <laughs> She's like, that's how it starts. Um, and everything, everywhere I would go, I'll take like a notebook and like start painting in every single place. Like I would, I remember I would even paint like on napkins, wherever my mom mm-hmm. would take me. So it's something that's always been inside of me. I just never really was able to showcase I didn't know how to I was more like introverted believe it or not and now I'm just like mm-hmm. crazy butterfly <laughs> <laughs> so this exhibit that you mentioned uh, where you sold your first painting tell me more about that so how did you first off for those who are listening who might not know your work what kind of art do you do what kind of paintings how would you describe your style so it's a little bit of like modern abstract for example like my most popular piece right now it's called hidden names mm-hmm. which I love those. it's Thank you. So the family gets to tell me all their names, special words, um, specific dates that are important to them. And then I kind of just like combined it all together. So it becomes like a conversation piece. 
mm-hmm. and it becomes like a game and the, you know you come over and all the time it's like oh my god where's my name and it, it just becomes like a modern abstract painting but then meaningful at the same time it kind of reminds me of those you know now when with the new year when people i mean i even posted one of these like when you put a a bunch of letters and then like what's the first few words that you see it kind of reminds oh, yes, me of that yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously yours yeah. is like actual real art. So is that what you yeah, said? No, but you're right. When did you start with that? When did you start with this, these specific pieces? So there was a client that wanted like something abstract. She just wanted like a white and black, like lines. She kind of sent me mm-hmm. an, an idea from like that she researched. And then she's like, can you make this but like more fun? And maybe just like throw my names in there. Her name's Mara. It was like my first like client for that um, process of like the hidden names. But it was like very messy. So then I'm like, okay, imagine doing something more like perfect, like lined, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then I did that for another client. I told him the idea about it and then he loved it. And then it be- kind of like became a trend. And then I just had like one of my biggest clients, um, EJ Manuel, retired mm-hmm. NFL player. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did his whole home, um, which I leaned from um, yeah. Designing Miami also did his home. So I just did those paintings for him with like a marble background and they loved it. So it's definitely mm-hmm. my most like popular piece for sure. So that's oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to share a bunch of the, your of, of paintings on my Bougie Best Friend page. For those who are listening, they can check it out. And obviously, I'm going to share it with your social, sh- socials later on. But I want to talk more about mm-hmm. the very beginning because it's always easy to, you know, right now, like, oh, look at her. She's so successful. But I'm sure it was not always like that. And I'm sure, right. you know, there was a lot of self-doubt involved. And in, in how, when did you, how, how many years ago was when you started actually pursuing this full time? So it's been eight years already. Mm-hmm. It's been eight years since I started showcasing from that festival. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you, it was a very, very hard. Um, I remember my parents, you know, like me crying like at 3 a.m. Like, because I didn't want to give up on my dreams. And I get emotional as talking about it because like nobody really sees like your struggle. They see like, oh, you know, what you put on Instagram and the mm-hmm. nice photos, but they don't see, you know, the process because I do believe that if you do want to be successful at something you're so passionate about, that is all you think about. That is your Mm -hmm. every single day motivation. Everything you think about should be that. So that's how I saw it. You know, like my friends are like, oh, let's go party. Let's go this. I was like, oh, no, I want to paint. And it was Mm -hmm. just literally a free painting that was going into a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like how I started the process, but I got knocked out so many times. Um, you know, people would tell me like, oh, you know, that that's okay. Like there's so many artists, you're going to be broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't really turn out that way, but it was very difficult. Like 3 a.m. crying, like, oh my God, I have to wake <laughs> up. And it, it, it was, it was a, definitely a process for sure. So what, how did, did you learn how to paint <clears throat> somewhere? I mean, did you go do some kind of classes or something like that? I don't know much about art. How how do you actually become an artist? So that's, I'm like interviewing you for the audience, but I'm also literally trying to learn yeah. how do you, okay, so you have this amazing talent and you are painting at home. You're giving your paintings to your friends and you're giving them, how did you, like, did you, you said you gave a painting to a restaurant. Did you just like call up a restaurant and be like, hey, I want to give you my painting? Or how did you like start spreading the word around you? So as crazy as it sounds, like for any artist out there, right, you have to put in the work. Mm -hmm. I do believe that there are many talented artists out there, but you need to put in the work. Like Instagram is not it. Social media is not it. You actually have to walk, knock, put in the work and be like, hey, Mm -hmm. this is my portfolio. I'm an upcoming artist. I would love to display one of my paintings for free in your your restaurant, office, whatever it may be. And if it sells, I would give you a percentage. 
Mm-hmm. So that's it. That easy. But it's it's not that easy because you have to put in the work. Like I said, some you know, you can't be shy. You have to mm-hmm. get out of your comfort zone. At first, it was very difficult knocking on these doors and getting rejected because I would get rejected. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to love your art and you need to mm-hmm. be okay with that. And you can't take it personal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, little by little, like I went to a Cuban restaurant, right? This mm-hmm. was actually the first restaurant I went to. And I noticed that they were very Latin. So I'm like, mm, I'm going to do a rooster. Mm-hmm. And I literally mm-hmm. did this rooster for that restaurant without telling them, mm-hmm. right? And you're like thinking, maybe what if you get rejected, right? So they loved it and they ended up buying the painting for like $2,000. They mm-hmm. didn't even, we want it. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to put it for free. We actually want it. And I was like, okay. When they asked me how much, I was like, 2000 <laughs> And they're like, Did you okay. just like come up with that on want the spot? It. On the spot. I'm like, <sighs> I, I, th- I thought I was going to give it out for free. Thinking to, the, you know, display it. And mind you, I was just like two years in, mm-hmm. you know? So, and now the, I, I actually go to that restaurant and I'm like, oh my God, it's still there. And it's like one of my old pieces. Yeah. So don't go back to the question that you asked me, like, how did I start? Like the process, my art has completely, it's, it's changed. It's changed its ways because when I first started, I was painting very, like, very abstract to the point that you, you couldn't tell what it was, but it was more like my feelings on that mm-hmm. canvas, Mm-hmm. now I paint my feelings plus the client's story on the canvas. So I mm-hmm. get to know the client. I interact with the client. I, I get a sense of their energy, their vibe, what they mm-hmm. want. And I combined my art and they trust me because they mm-hmm. love my art. Mm-hmm. So I do like a mini sketch on paper and then they're like, okay, we love it. We trust you. I have clients that are just like, do whatever you want. We yeah. love your art. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I remember when I was, starting with my makeup artistry I never really knew how to um I had a big issue with selling myself but not in a way like I knew who I was and I believed in myself but I didn't know how to put a price on it because art is so abstract like somebody's gonna pay ten thousand dollars for your painting and somebody's gonna say oh this is not worth even a hundred dollars so how do you Right. For those who are listening who are artists and they're just kind of confused how much to price their art or how how to even find clients besides like knocking on doors. So let's say you find a client and you have this art piece. I mean, you say you said on the spot $2,000. Like how do you even define how much your art is worth? Okay, so I feel like it also has a lot to do with the process, right? Like the exposure. Mm-hmm your clientele, how many years you've done it. So let's say if you're an artist that just, obviously we all know that our our art is worth a lot because it's dedicating our time, how much time we've dedicated to this piece. You know, a lot of paintings are a lot, they take a lot longer than other pieces. So -hmm. that's already an idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Exposure, connections. If you look at your audience, let's say if you have 50 followers and you have two paintings on your Instagram, it's really hard for you, not that you can, but it's really hard for you to showcase your portfolio and be like, Hey, um, I'm going to sell my paintings at $5,000. What, what's your background? Like what, you know, so it has to do a lot. I believe with the clientele, um, the years of experience, the people and the quality of your art, how many years of art you've been doing. When I first started seven years ago, I was selling paintings at $400 because I knew that I just needed to get my name out there. Mm -hmm. I just sold my last piece. And this is not to brag. This is actually like to motivate people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Now I just sold my last piece at 10K. 
Yeah. You know, and it's crazy, but you know, I was on billboards, I yeah. was on TV, but it's yeah. taken me, I was artist of the year last year. Yeah. So it's taken me a really long time and the connections and the events and the people and the talking and the networking to be able to sell my paintings at that price. Mm-hmm. Patience. I tell everybody patience is key and mm-hmm. consistency too. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just be an artist and be like, okay, I'm going to paint today and I have two followers and I have one post and I'm going to sell my painting at 10,000. I mean, I, yeah. hey, if, if you do that, you know? congrats, but if like, you it's do probably that, not going to happen. And you, you know, know it's, it's a process. I really love that you literally just said how much financially, like how much you were charging then, how much you sold it now, because I feel like women are ashamed to talk about money because we were kind of conditioned to not talk about money because that was like not not I don't know I never used to know right, how to talk about money and now I'm literally pushing myself even sometimes to discuss money with my friends with because in the business world it's it's all about money I mean obviously it's not all about money in real life but in business people do business to make money so it, there's nothing shameful if in charging Absolutely. what you're worth and what your work is worth so for those who are so let's say, okay, somebody is an artist, they are doing the work, they are, you know, putting themselves out there. How did you, is there, was there a moment for you that you were like, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna change everything for me? Can you remember a moment that you were like, wow, this was, this is really going somewhere? Absolutely. So I would say last year, around March, when I got the news that I was selected like to be the artist of the year for Carnival Miami, which has always been a goal of mine right there. Automatic boost. I was on TV. I was being interviewed. I was getting so many podcasts and that really did help me out. I was in a music video with a Cuban um, artist and, you know, it just started. The hard part is keeping that momentum. But that was that was definitely the, the breaking point for me where I realized, oh, wow, like I'm going to blow up. And then that's it from there. It was, so I would say March of last year, but after like, let's say six, seven years of hard work and just, you know, getting out there. Tell me about so, this award again. How, how did that happen? Okay. So Carnival Miami and Coral Gables, it's a festival. It's one of the, like the largest festivals that they do every single year. Mm-hmm. And then that year, um, they select one artist to be like the local artist of the year. Mm-hmm. And I was so thankful to to be able to be that artist. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was just such an honor that you paint um, this this painting that is describing you, your Latin roots and a little bit of like the Kiwanis, which mm-hmm. is their team. So mm-hmm. I combined all of that together and I did like a rooster with a cigar and a palm tree and monkeys and dominoes kind of representing my Cuban roots. And then they print it and they put it all over Coral Gables and on TV and... It was awesome. It was a cool experience. How did you say that your style changed throughout the years? You said you started with really abstract, which were like basically basically your feelings on the canvas. How did you kind of make that more streamlined to what it is today? Um, it, it, that's actually a, 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 no one's ever asked me that. So I think that, you know, by getting more clients, cause I first started painting for myself mm-hmm. and I would sell paintings and then clients started requesting like, 
animals and I'm like oh my god like <laughs> animals <laughs> okay fine but then I'm like how do I turn this like hobby into a business I gotta paint animals right mm -hmm. so I started you know getting out of my comfort zone and then I posted it and then people were like okay now I want a cat I want a dog I want a monkey I was like oh the zoo perfect <laughs> but it, it was paying off yeah. it was paying off so I'm like okay so you want and they started getting very creative mm -hmm. I'm talking about like a rooster with a hat and a guitar. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, you're really testing me. So I got out of my comfort zone and I'm like, okay, so the more stuff they would add, the more I would charge. And yeah. they're like, okay, no more, no more hats, no more. <laughs> so that's it. That's kind of how it, it. Yeah. You just mentioned hats. Tell me about that because you also, you, you, you don't paint just on canvas. You paint on objects, I would say. On Panama hats. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Tell me, tell me how did so, that start? You know, Miami, it's all about fashion. Mm -hmm. So I started painting. I went to Colombia and I saw that they were painting like on hats and I got inspired. They did like an LC hat for me and then I posted it. And then a client was like, oh my God, I want one. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, you got to come to Colombia. And I'm like, wait, hold on. You know me, <laughs> business mindset. So I'm like, how, how can I turn this into like a business too? Uh -huh. So then I started doing research and homework and I wanted obviously like the best quality hats. And, you know, I did at first, I was like, these, I'm going to be honest, these hats were like not that great. Mm -hmm. They would get wet and they would die. So I was like, okay, no, I can't sell this. Mm -hmm. So then I started doing more research. I sell Panama hats with an adjustable band inside, waterproof, you know, and it just kind of blew up. And that, to be honest with you, it helped me a lot as it would attract people to my page. And they're like, oh, you also do paintings. Mm -hmm. So it was more like a fashion statement that would attract people to doing canvases. Mm -hmm. And then they would go to my page and they're like, oh, I want a painting. Mm -hmm. But realistically now that we talk about it the hats kind of gave me even more exposure then i started doing jean jackets mm -hmm. so it was all more like merch like lc merch yeah so and then i saw girls at the airport with my jackets oh, it was awesome that's the best moment yeah. i know when i had my first merch drop when i saw a girl on the street wearing my hat it was late at night here in miami and i started running towards her and my, I was with Wes and he was like, yo, you can't just like run to a stranger in the middle of the night. She's going to think you're crazy. I was like, I know, but she's wearing my hat. Look at her. And then I just took a photo from, from the back. And then you just see that like, it's, it's so special when you see your work out there. So tell me when you were, what would you say is, what would you say is the biggest challenge you faced as an artist? Getting rejected, getting rejected, um, you know, in, in the beginning and, and still, I, I still, you know, there's some clients that, you know, I, I give them a price and I'm not going to lower my price just because, you know, not everybody, my art's not for everyone. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's been something that, that has been difficult. Like when I give them a price on a certain painting, they're like, Oh, you know, let me talk to my husband. That's already an automatic. No, mm -hmm. sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, but it, it, it's actually helped me realize like the value and the quality. Cause it's, it's true. My, my paintings take two to three weeks. They take a while. So that's kind of like, you know, I would say that 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 may like getting rejected just because, mm -hmm. you know, like you give them a certain price, but and not lowering. I think it's really important not to lower mm -hmm. your, your your standards, I would say, mm -hmm. you know, your quality of work mm -hmm. just because, you know, you, you lose that client thinking, OK, fine, I just lost like you know, a certain amount just because that client said no, mm -hmm. but it's okay. Cause then there will be someone that will be able to like mm -hmm. afford your piece. That's kind of like how I see it. Can you walk us through your process? So let's say I'm a client. I have an idea of what I want. How do you 
So you obviously have a conversation, you get to know them. How does it work? Like walk me through the entire process. Everyone I interact with, I make sure that they know I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. So whatever conversation we have, et cetera, like, I'm, oh, let me get your Instagram. Let me get your handle. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to show my husband. So, or sometimes they just mainly on Instagram. I love your hidden names painting. How can we move forward? You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so this is, we need 15 to 20 names. Send me a photo of where you would like to place the wall so I can help you with size. Um, sometimes I go to the client's house if it's easier for them. If not, they'll just get a little update. But, you know, I tell them, I already can tell by the wall. I'm like, measure it. That's a 36 by 48. They're like, like trust me it's gonna look good <laughs> like how do you know by the wall they measure it with like duct tape send me a photo and then we're like okay perfect then i give them pricing they pay a deposit and then i tell them two to three weeks and then boom then they have their piece i deliver it and we install it i have a team that we go together and we install it so that's the process for like painting but tell me about i i'm like just digging <laughs> deep here well, yeah. you said everything with the client and then you come home and how do you how do you actually do the work like do you sketch like it out yeah do you sketch it out first and then you like I, I really don't know anything about it so I'm just like curious yeah no 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 so I'm glad you asked so for example like I sketch it out for them they send me the names mm -hmm. and then I for example hidden names right mm -hmm. they'll tell me like all the names and then I combine them together so like let's say power mm -hmm. I would sketch out power and then I connect it with uh persistence let's say mm -hmm. confidence uh special date and I kind of connect it together and then I send it out to them once the client approves it then I move forward mm -hmm. with the painting sometimes they're like oh I don't want the names there so once I keep redoing um their 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 sketch until they approve once they approve and we move forward with the painting mm -hmm. it's it's pretty easy I feel like the most difficult part is like getting the actual size um because sometimes you know it, it's too small it's you know they're like no I want it smaller and then when I get the painting put it inside they're like yeah we should have gone bigger mm -hmm. okay, I told you <laughs> but it's okay you know <laughs> But that's kind of the process, how it works. So when you were starting with your art and you were, you know, taking it seriously, how did you know what products you need to use? So, for example, when I first started um, painting, I realized that the quality of the canvases that I was using at first were not as great. Mm -hmm. So then I started doing more research online, like what's the best quality? What's the best resin? Um, at first, I would use resin that, you know, wasn't as great. What does resin mean? Um, obviously. So resin is a liquid that you mix to, that I put on top of the canvas to make it like a clear glass. Mm -hmm. So I mix two products together and then I pour it at the end once I'm done with the painting and then it turns the painting into like basically like a gloss, like a, mm -hmm. it looks like glass, like the painting is behind glass. Mm. So I was using not as great product, like I was using like acrylic, now I use golden paint, which mm -hmm. is like the top paint, like very nice pricey mm -hmm. very pricey, <laughs> pricey. quality paint <laughs> pricey <laughs> it, it's so worth it because you want to give out yeah let's mention pricey but you want to give out the best quality out there you know mm -hmm. so it lasts your paint all my paintings have lasted i've clients that have had paintings for like nine years mm -hmm. and it's it still looks the same um, materials are very very important is there any specific brands or any specific brushes that you use that you can share um brushes i i'm Honestly, if I touch them and I know that like they're soft, that, mm -hmm. that works. I don't have a specific brand. Um, for mm -hmm. paint, I highly recommend gold, Golden. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and for resin, if, if artists want to resin their paintings, art resin, look at me spilling all my secret juices, <laughs> art resin, they art can resin have your recipe, it. but they don't have your sauce. Mm-hmm. No. And honestly, I love to help artists. I have a few artists that reach out to me and they're like, you know, you're so motivating. And mm-hmm. you know, one, one of the girl, what, um, I'm not going to say her name, but she's so sweet. And I invited her to the studio and she's like, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for helping me out. And she's She's like, I look up to you. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was just giving her like some tips and pointers and she spent the day with me in the studio. And she's like, that's so motivating. And I think it's important to give and do good mm-hmm. without expecting because, you know, you just, that multiplies, you mm-hmm. know, in other ways. What would you say made you stand out from other artists? Would you say it was your, the style of paintings? Would you say that your confidence, like, what, what do you think is something that people maybe should work on if they want to, kind of get to that next level and make their hobby into an actual career? Absolutely. I think that getting out of your comfort zone, um, a lot of artists that I've noticed, um, because I interact with a lot of artists, they're very introverted, right? Um, They're Mm -hmm. very quiet, shy. I think it's really important to get out of your comfort zone. And even if if it's something that you don't want to do, go for it. Like, don't Mm -hmm. think about it. Just go for it. Go talk to that person. Go DM that client. You know, reach out. Don't think about it. Just do. So I think that's something that has helped me a lot because at first... I was very shy, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And I cannot um, imagine you shy, honestly. I, 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 would, I, I mean, I, I love you the way you are, but I, I just don't, I can't imagine you being shy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I was, I was very shy and I got out of my yeah. comfort zone, you know, and I remember having a conversation with my mom. My mom's like, you know, do it, go out there, do it. And she's always, my mom, I call her superwoman. She's mm-hmm. always been very like feminist and mm-hmm. girl power and you gotta go out there and you know I would always tell them like there's so many men that are artists and she's like exactly that's why you need to be the very known well women artist you know and (laughs) and she always she always motivated me pushed pushed me to like my limits so Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that you know getting out of your comfort zone definitely is a must to be able Mm -hmm. to get out there and I love what you said that you you, if somebody doesn't want to pay the price that you said or maybe they don't like your art you can't really take it personally because everybody has their own taste their own opinions and like we don't even like everybody so why would everybody you know why why is everybody supposed to like what we are doing so it's I know it's very hard to not take it personal because even for me today if I'm trying to work with a brand and they you know they don't want to work with me or something I'm like but you know I just always think like it's against me, but maybe right now for that moment, it is just not, it's just not meant to be. And I don't want to sound like a Hallmark card, but like what's meant for you is not going to pass you by. So like, absolutely. That client was obviously not supposed to be the client that you, you know, were supposed to work with. And you have to be okay with it. You have to be okay with it. And I feel like that was kind of the hard part for me, like accepting rejection, Mm -hmm. but better things turn out, you know? What would you say for artists who maybe they're really talented, but they don't know which way they should go? I would say definitely start with a portfolio, start building a clientele, start with building your Instagram, start Mm -hmm. actually putting, you know, photos on your portfolio and going to a lot of networks and just Mm -hmm. talking to people, get your Instagram, every single person that you interact with, every single person 
just tell them like, oh, look, I'm an artist. I look at my artwork. I start a mm-hmm. conversation. They're like, oh, add me. I don't even give people my number. Mm-hmm. I'm like, add me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Add me on Instagram. And that's how you start building clientele and definitely getting to going to a lot of networks. You need to put in the work. Weekends, mm-hmm. go to events. Look online, like art, art events in Miami. Mm-hmm. dedicate time take your portfolio be like hi i'm an artist here in miami mm-hmm. it's word of mouth it's it's just getting out there putting in the work so mm-hmm. i would say that that's you know a way to mm-hmm. start your client your get a website mm-hmm. add photos talk to people go to events make connections mm-hmm. we're tired we're all tired mm-hmm. but excuses are for the week mm-hmm. you got to put in the work you got to get out there mm-hmm. anything and everything is possible when you started with your art what did people around you say? Because whenever somebody's doing something different, people are, you know, they, they have maybe their weird comments. Like, did you ever have something like that in your life personally? So I don't really like um, much talk about it, but it's, it, it's a motivation for everyone out there, right? Um, you know, when I was going through that phase of like breaking up with, with my previous relationship. Um, I, I remember, you know, um, Oh, you're not going to be, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to be any, anybody. You're, you're not going to get to you where you want to be. You're no one without me. That narcissist energy, right. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of like just gave me the biggest boost of my life. And Mm -hmm. I ended up, I'm like, okay, stay quiet. I don't, fight fire with fire. So I'm like, I just stayed quiet, keep it professional. I rebranded my whole entire business. It went from LC original paintings to art by Chirino. When Mm -hmm. I did that transition, I have a studio Mm -hmm. in Brickle. I did it all on my own. I have Mm -hmm. a home in Midtown. Mm -hmm. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I, you know, sometimes we need to go through those stages you know, it it sucks, but we need to go through those difficult moments. I wouldn't say it wasn't that difficult, but you know, Mm -hmm. in general, that, that being rejected by someone that you loved, it really opened my eyes because I really wanted to prove to myself and everyone that you can do it. You don't need a man to be able to be successful. You don't need anybody. You may want someone, but you don't need them. Mm -hmm. So for me, that just, I just wanted to prove to myself that I can do it. And I did. Now I have a beautiful art gallery with water view front that I did by myself. I have two employees that work with me full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything just blew up into just magical mm-hmm. and it was smooth, easy. But, you know, I went through that, that, that stage of being rejected that, you know, you're nobody without me. You mm-hmm. can't do this. And, you know, the men, whatever. And I'm in the best stage of my life right now. And I became artist of the year and everything Mm -hmm. just kind of like blessings on blessings. So, you know, if someone puts you down, let that just be a motivation to prove them wrong Mm -hmm. and shoot for the stars because everything and anything is possible. And remember, like I always tell everyone, you don't need anyone, you know, Mm -hmm. you may want them, but you don't need them. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I feel that most successful women have somebody in their life. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It can be their family member or something, but somebody who told them that they're not going to make it. And that is just like a fire that keeps you pushing, going more and more. And, And at the end of the day, like that was a motivation. And I feel like this entire episode is pretty much about taking rejection and transferring it into a positive and just be motivated by rejection. And I think 
That's so interesting. So I have a question when it comes to your personal and professional life. When you you said like when you were working for a client, you were working on a piece for about two weeks. Are you working like nonstop? How does that mesh with your personal life? Or like how, how does that look like? So how it works is, you know, not every day I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm so inspired to paint. There's, I do have my days that I, I've always told myself that I need to be true to myself that if I'm not feeling inspired that specific Monday, it's okay. Take a break. Mm-hmm. Do I meditate a lot? So, you know, I would meditate. And I'm like, let me come back to myself, take a few minutes, then I'll get into the studio. And then that's when I start creating. I never touch a canvas if I'm not inspired. And maybe the client sees it like a perfect piece. But in my eyes, I'm like, no, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it can get very tricky and difficult. Like I said, like I don't pay every single day, only the days mm-hmm. that I'm inspired. So I'll do like media content and I'll, and I'll, I'll do other things, you know, other than actually touching a canvas. Um, I like to paint at night. That's when I'm really inspired. Not a lot of people know this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I'm most inspired. And sometimes, you know, like my boyfriend would be like, Hey babe, you know, like, are you coming home? He's great. He's very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been, I'm very thankful that I have him in my life, but you know, you need a, a partner that's going to be supportive and he's okay with me painting on a Saturday night till two, three AM, mm-hmm. um, going to work events. And I think it, that that's very important to have a partner that's just going to, you know, accept you and and your schedule you know he has a nine-to-five so sometimes he gets out of the out of the office a little bit later and you know communication Mm -hmm. um but having cuban family can be a little difficult you know (laughs) oh we gotta cut the pork on saturday and your grandma's gonna be here and you're painting and i'm like (laughs) you know so it's that um I believe that that would be probably like the most difficult, mm-hmm. you know, trying to balance like family and work. Cause some, you know, they're, they're, they're Cuban. They don't understand. They're like, what do you mean you're painting on a Saturday? I was like, yes, you yeah. made my bills. I'm yeah. painting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but, but balancing work and personal life can get tricky. I try to mix them at times. Like I'll tell my boyfriend, come to come with me to like this work event and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, it can, it can definitely get tricky, but you just got to stay focused. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, so. whenever you're running a business, whatever type of business you have, you're, as you said in the beginning, like you're thinking about this 24 seven, this is your entire life and you're so passionate about it. And sometimes when people even ask me how people, you know, approach me and they're like, you're so consistent, you're so motivated. I'm so inspired by you. Like, how do you do all of that? I'm like, this is the only thing I think about. I wake up and I think about my content. I go to sleep. I dream about my content. And for some people, you know, they might say, oh, it's just, you're just posting videos or something. I mean, you know, people always... No, you put in the work. Yeah. But people don't understand that this is like truly what I truly, truly want to do. And I feel like when you find that something that really fires you up and makes you so happy that you nothing else really matters. And what you, what I like when you mentioned that your family, you know, sometimes call like, how can you paint on a Saturday and stuff? People who don't feel that same passion about their work, for example, not to say anything negative about, you know, other people's work, but like, if, if you don't feel so passionate about your career, you're not going to understand why I don't want to go hang out on a Friday and get drunk and fall asleep the entire Saturday. Like when I, when I didn't, feel motivated when I didn't really have that something that was making me happy. I was hanging out with everyone and anyone and I didn't like I was just wasting my energy on all these things that didn't really matter. But now I would rather 
keep that energy for me and for my business so I can literally be focused and sit and just like do the work because sometimes also you're gonna do things that you don't want to do like I actually want to ask you about your um what is the the what is the most annoying part you would say when it comes to not just being an artist but when it comes to being a business owner for me I I don't like sitting on my computer, sending emails, coordinating. Like I don't like doing that logistical kind of technical part, I would say. Editing videos and stuff. Like I can do that, but it's so time consuming. So I'm wondering for you, what is like something that if you can totally remove that from your business, what what would that something be? Oh my gosh. The process of doing your hair and makeup and going to an event. Yeah. And it's not like a great event, you know? Yeah. Um, and just, I feel, believe it or not, I'm, I'm more like of a homebody, even though it doesn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. I love being in my studio in my, in my cozy corner. Like that's my, that's my home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, actually getting like, for example, like one of my friends would be like, Oh, come to, come with me to this event. It's going to be amazing. Every event is amazing. Right. <laughs> so, you know, doing your hair, your makeup, going over there and they're like, And then you're like, oh, great. This is not what I expected. I'm going to get no business out of this. But it sucks because you want to go into everything and anything, right? With a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. But then if you're like at a rave, you know, you're not going to get like this. I don't know. Like, you know, it depends. (laughs) So I I feel like, obviously, I'm not going to go to rave. But it's just like the, the, you know, going to that event. And then you get there. You had high expectations, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then realizing, okay, maybe this isn't like the kind of like the crowd that I I thought it was going to be. And then you get a little bumped out. So your energy goes low, but I still try to stay positive. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to have a drink, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the most like annoying part of of my business because like I said, you have to go out there. You have to network. You're not going to do everything and get every client through online. Yeah. You know, you you have to meet people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that. And then maybe driving to the client's house because I add in the price delivery and installation included. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like such in a rush that I don't really, I assume they're in Miami and they're like, Oh, we live in plantation, mm-hmm. like an hour and something minutes away. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yay. <laughs> so, but, I, but, I, but, so I would say that's the most annoying yeah, part, yeah. but then I love it because I get there, yeah. I see their reaction yeah. and you know, it's, worth it yeah. you know it's it's meeting the client and it, it's worth it, it it's exciting mm-hmm. how can an artist get into a gallery what is the process in getting into a gallery and like ex- showcasing your work yeah so you would reach out to the gallery obviously have like a media portfolio mm-hmm. of all your work then you would apply every gallery is different so there's different process and, and, and um, steps but you would apply once you get approved mm-hmm. then that's it you start displaying your art on a specific day when they have that event so you basically you so find a gallery it's, it's not you us. find a gallery you want to showcase your work and you find a contact and you're like hey i'm an artist i would love to share my work in your gallery and then you go through the process if they approve they're not approved and then and that's right and then you would give some some galleries you have to give them like a percentage if they sell the painting mm-hmm. let's say your painting was to sell for i don't know 5k mm-hmm. you have to give them maybe it depends on like how their gallery mm-hmm. um you know their percentage some galleries are like no we just want to display it which is very rare but usually a lot of galleries um want a percentage off mm-hmm. the painting like once it sells so mm-hmm. that's like the process is there something you're excited about for this year is there any plans that you want to share with us right now honestly i've been working 
working on a few festivals that I want to do. I want to showcase at more festivals. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking also in New York. Mm -hmm. So I've been looking to showcase some of my paintings in New York, um, be a little more worldwide mm -hmm. because in Miami, um, I have a lot of clientele in Miami and I just want to make it more like worldwide. So I want to travel more mm -hmm. and do more art festivals mm -hmm. worldwide. So that's something that I'm, I'm looking for mm -hmm. this year. More exciting, different. No, yeah. I actually want to say a funny story, which I want to tell me, tell me. I want everyone to know because it was such an awesome. Do you remember when we went to this event um, to see Eileen mm -hmm. and her show? Yeah. And we had, we were just sitting in the front and one of the girls was like taking photos of your head. Yeah behind yeah, you yeah. and it was so motivating and it was it was the cutest thing ever guys i swear this was awesome <laughs> she ran we were there actually to watch you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, we, went, yeah. we were with kat and yeah and she came up to her, she's like oh my god you're coco oh my god i want to take a photo with you it was the cutest thing so i love that and that was awesome i had to share yeah, that no that's for your blast i love when i love when my followers come and say hi i think that's like that's yeah. my favorite part of like my work I think honestly when somebody comes to me yeah. and then and they tell me you literally changed my life like that's what makes my heart jump yeah yeah but my darling Elsie this was wonderful and I am so grateful that you were on my podcast and I hope that all of our artists and entrepreneurs listening are going to get inspired by this conversation and definitely is there anything else that you want to share final thought or something I would say that consistency is key. Never give up on something that you want so bad. Eat, sleep, dream mm -hmm. of your passion. Um, you know, just just follow your passion. I think it's really important that if if you're very dedicated to something, don't let anything or anyone stop you from wanting this because anything and everything is possible. So that's something that, you know, it's really important. I always go by that. Find your passion and like follow it. Definitely. Please share your Instagram, socials, all that, where they can follow you. I'm obviously going to put everything in the show notes, but just tell us your handles and all that. Yeah. So my Instagram handle is art by Chirino. And I... I Chirino. love it. I love it. And I love pronouncing <laughs> it. I'm just going to call you Chirino from now on. Chirino. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Uh, but yeah, Art by Chirino, that's mainly where you can find me. I'm currently in the process of rebranding my whole website, which is also going to be like Art by Chirino. So many women look up to you and I think that you're doing an awesome job out there. It's You're very motivating. A lot of women look up to you, um, your words, your looks, your style. I think that you are very motivating. You're beautiful. You're talented. So, you know, I, I, it's an honor to be on your podcast. Aww. I wanted you to know that. Thank you so much. I mean this that. was such a wonderful way to end <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> And yeah, I think we need to invite our bougie besties to leave a five-star rating and review if they enjoyed this conversation. And I'm pretty sure they will because Absolutely. I love your energy and your vibe and all that. So thank you everybody for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, friends. Bye, guys. Bye.